This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Next 7 Days podcast series, where we break the season down into week-by-week segments, bringing on a new guest hunter every week that specializes in their time frame. We're starting off at September 14th and running to November 30th, covering every segment of the season, starting with early season into the October lull into the rut and the secondary rut. So let's get ready to hunt the next seven days. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you the first episode of the next seven days series. And I hope you guys are as excited as I am for me to release this series for you. Right off the rip, we're talking to my good friend, Jake Bush. Jake Bush is an excellent early season hunter, killing two giants in the last three years during this time frame. He breaks it down, tactics, how he would set up, how he gets it done every year during this time frame. Let's get into the people that make this possible, then we'll get right into this show. All right, starting off with Exodus Outdoor Gear. If you guys are in the market for a new mobile cam, let me tell you a little bit about the Exodus Render. The Exodus Render is my personal favorite mobile trail cam. Number one, you got that five-year warranty. You have a mobile cam that you can leave out 365 days a year and have five years of coverage right out of the box, five-year coverage. Um, Also comes with the theft and damage coverage. So if someone steals that camera, you still have that theft and damage coverage that will get you a new cam. Um, Also, secondary, the video quality on the Exodus render is top tier. There is nothing better than having Exodus render mobile cam on a scrape and getting those videos of bucks hitting that scrape sent directly to your phone. Um, And right now, the Exodus Outdoor Gear guys on their website have an incredible sale, some of the best prices I've seen all season on the Exodus render. Also, they have the new MMT arrows the tailor-built arrows to your bow, your draw length, your poundage, how your bow is set up. Um, I have a dozen of these arrows, and let me tell you, they are the straightest, flattest shooting 
best grouping arrows I've ever had. Um, they just float right in, man. They are just gleaming. Um, I love the white wrap that they got on there. I've been seeing some um, really good blood pictures of that white wrap, and uh, that white wrap's going to show you, give you an idea of where you hit that deer and what the blood looks like. So big kudos to them for adding that fine new detail of that white wrap. But that is what Exodus Outdoor Gear is all about, is those fine details that take them over the top. Um, next, we'll get into next level deer supplements. If you're in the market for any supplements um, for your deer, mineral, feed, um, soy, roasted soybean blocks, check out nextleveldeersupplements.com. Our buddies Scott and Nate will get you lined out with whatever you need for your property to give your deer the best nutrition available um, with these supplements, this feed, and these roasted soybean blocks. Um, next, my good buddy at Tony, my good buddy Tony at 330archery.com. If you're getting late to the game, season's coming up, and you get your bow out and you you notice you need a new bowstring, reach out to Tony. He'll get you hooked up quick, fast turnaround. Um, send, you can go on the website, let him know what bow you have. He'll make you a custom string, whatever color you write, whatever twist you want, and ship, ship it directly to your door. Um, and next but not least, Afflictor Broadheads. I am personally shooting the new K2 Fix this year. This is a new head for me. It is shooting magnificent in front of those um, MMT arrows. Um, right out of the box, field point after, out of a fixed blade. Loving it. Um, very flat shooting bow. And shout out to Cam. He already put a buck down with it. I cannot wait to put a buck down with one myself. I hope it can be as big as Cam's buck. If you haven't seen uh, um, Cam from Exodus Outdoors uh, deer he got in North Dakota, you have to check that out. Incredible velvet buck. Uh, but anyways, let's get ready to hunt the next seven days with Jake Bush. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, we got Jake Bush on. He's going to talk to you guys about September 14th to the 21st. You guys know this guy. He's an absolute early season dominatrix out there killing these bucks. <laughs> uh, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. How you doing? They hear Jake Bush and they're like, oh, man, is it is it September already? We're in trouble, bro. <laughs> They start running for the hills, but um, when we were when I was going through this season, um, thinking about you know who is the best killer that I know at this this time frame, and I was like, Jake Bush has got to be there. He's he's there. So um, wanted to have you on and run through this week with you. Um, this is the week that a lot of states are opening up, and a lot of if they're not opening up, we're so close on the fringe of people are, this is like the excitement at 110% week, like everybody's pulling their cams and really fine tuning what they got going on. So um, do a brief description of who you are and maybe some success you've had this early season and uh, we'll get right into it. Yeah. So my name is Jake Bush, uh, originally from Southwestern New York. Uh, three years ago, and a half years ago, I moved down to Ohio and uh, been chasing early season bucks ever since. You know, I spend 365 days a year scouting, shed hunting, placing trail cameras out, glassing, the whole nine yards just for that one sit. That's why I tell everybody, I want to be the first person that gets to take an opportunity of that deer. I want to be the first intrusion that that deer knows about. And hopefully that first sign is an arrow going through his lungs. So it's a time I really enjoy. I love the fact that it, I love the fact that there's mosquitoes out there. It's buggy. Nobody else wants to be the deer seem to know that and they seem to move a little bit more than people think in the heat. So I play off that and I try to just get them down. All right. So what are the bucks doing at this time of the year? So the big thing is going to be bed 
to food. And I know you hear that a lot, but it's very specific because it's going to be close proximity to their beds. So they're obviously going to have a specific bedding area based on whatever terrain you're in. And maybe the wind plays a role in that. Maybe, uh, you know, a specific food source plays a role in that. Maybe the weather, the day, whether it's hot or cold, those are things you're going to have to look at. You're going to want to see what, you know, primary destination food sources are in the area. And what I really like to focus on, I think the thing that sets me apart quite a bit is a hub scrapes and B this not going to be the, the big ag fields very often. Although that, that is the lone white Oak tree 50 yards from his bed. And I want to try to target that. And if I can't target that, I want to try to target those hub scrapes because I'm in these areas that have hub systems and hub scrapes in general. So I'm looking for, you know, the specific wind of the day. I'm going to say, okay, this buck's bedded here. What food source is nearby? I'm going to find that. And I'm going to just try to get in between the two as close as I can to his bed and kill him. If you could have the absolute perfect setup, wind, temp, location, um, scenario, what, what would be your absolute primo setup for, for that week? Oh, it's going to be hill country. I want a ridge that runs north to south with a bunch of points that jut off towards the east. I want a west wind to eight miles an hour. I want to anywhere from, I'm not going to get a major cold front very often. So I don't care if it's 70. I don't care if it's 80. I don't care if it's 90, hundred degrees. I've, I've had success in, in all temperatures like that early season. The, the big thing is going to be the wind um, being, you know, that westerly wind. So he's batted out on that East point. And I really want to have some sort of good destination food source within like a half mile preferably an ag field, but I want to hunt that lone white oak tree. I want to have that lone white oak in between his bed and his scrape. And I want to have that at about, let's say 60 yards from his bed, preferably right above a Creek bottom where I can access the Creek on the way in, you know, walking through the water. And then I can just poke my way up that steep bank, get set up on the backside of the tree and shoot him 60 yards from his bed. That's deal set up. Man, that sounds killer, dude. <laughs> that sounds absolutely primo. So I right, got to get into some questions. That I think, you know, people this early might ask you, um, you got perfect condi conditions. The wind's a little risky. Um, are you willing to risk it this early in the game on a target buck? Yes. And, you know, it's going to depend on the wind. If it's, if it's variable and it's a little risky, yes. If it's completely wrong, absolutely not. Because yourself out of the game but if it's close i like to be aggressive enough where i'm still the first person in there you know like if i hold out especially in the public land game say i hold out on that deer and somebody else knows about that deer and they go in there and they hunt him well he's just been intruded on and he's not going to be doing the same thing like once he realizes he's being hunted that year immediately everything changes you in my opinion the first chance in there, the first hunt of the season on a specific deer is going to be your best opportunity. So I could sit around and wait for the perfect conditions, but somebody else could already have them dead or they could have them bumped over a couple of ridges or, you know, a, a ton of different possibilities. So if I can play, if I can, if I can take that gamble and I think that I have an opportunity, even if it's a low odd situation, I'm going to go in for it. But that you know, I'm, I'm overly aggressive in most circumstances. I'm sure there's a lot of people that disagree with that. That's just, 
I like if, if it's going to be ruined, I want to be the one that ruins it. But if he get, if he dies, I want to be the one that kills him. So that's what's exactly. important. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a, a risky line. That, like you said, you you're on public. It's a completely different game. Um, there's other hunters out there. And a lot of people think, well, no one knows this deer is alive or whatever. More than likely, they know he's alive. Um, there's very few hidden deer out there anymore with as many trail cameras and as big as you know, going hard on public is getting. Um, and then like, it doesn't take someone hunting. It, it takes someone going in there and pulling a cam that you didn't know was there. It takes someone going in there scouting. It takes someone going in there and hanging a stand for the first cold front. Like you don't take a guy that's going to go in there and try to kill your deer to bump him off what he's doing. Um, and let him know that hell people are hunting me now. It just takes something small, man. The guy's like, I'm gonna go check this ridge out today. And you know, boom, that, that deer's out of your, you know, he gets bumped out. Will he come back? But if he, if a guy went and hunted that ridge or walked that ridge and you go in there and you passive on him, that deer for one is probably going to learn that that deer's there for two. He's, he's going to push him out possibly, you know, to where you got to find him again and then try to kill him in the rut. I feel like right now for us, if we, if our season opened up this time, man, the deer have never been hunted that time of year. So it's like a light switch event when that pressure hits. Um, but I feel like there's that two weeks there in September where they're still real like, yeah, I'll get up, you know, 35 minutes before dark and, and start mosing my way to the feed field. And like right now you see people, you know, in the summertime, they're glass and bucks on the field an hour before dark. I'm like, it just blows my mind. You see does out there like noon eating. You're like, what are you doing? Like, this is, it's two completely different animals. And this timeline, it's about to switch one way or the other very heavily. So, um, another question, got a rain front coming in. What's, what's your limit on rain? You know, are you going to, you're going to go in a light rain? Are you going to go in a moderate or heavy rain if it's going to end or is it going to be a wash for you? So if it's going to end, absolutely. I, I, it won't matter how hard it is necessarily, you know, that's just going to help cover my access on the way in. If I know sure going to end, uh, that's something that I pay a lot of attention to basically any sort of weather pattern at all. That's going to shift around that prime time seems to be pretty good for movement. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. I've I, seen I, it where even, even like a really high wind, like it's 25, 30 mile an hour wind off of the front or something coming. And then it, you know, during that prime time, it gets down to like 15, 10, like that really pushes deer or there's something about early season and scrapes and rain. I don't know what it is, but there's something magical about a hub scrape after a rain when shit's cooled down. Um, I don't know if it's that scrape, they want to hit it again, freshen it up, or it's just more musky and they can't resist going over there and tearing it up um the dirt's you know looser maybe they can tear it up a little bit more i don't know what it is but there's something about a rain and a scrape that when you get a buck close to a scrape that he's going to be there and it's like every year i'm like like i can't hunt because i'm at work or something i'm like gotta be a buck on this scrape tonight i freaking know it and then every time after rain like that one of the scrapes there's there's a deer on it and i'm like damn man it's just it's just hard but uh what is your, what's your opinion? I didn't write this down, but what's your opinion on mornings this time of year? So they can be good, but you have to be very dialed in and you have to have the right setup for it, which is 
hard to come by. In my opinion, it's a lot easier for me to let that deer bed down and then put the cards back in my hand and let me make all the decisions. I know a lot of guys kill them early season, you know, in the mornings and that's, that's awesome. And they're very dialed in. I just have success doing it in the afternoon. So that's what I focus on. There's something about getting set up and then the deer still have this thing to do, right? Like hook in this way or this way, or he could just say, I'm not Jay hooking today. I'm going straight in, or he could do a lot of different things. But in the afternoon, it's like, he's already laying down. Like all mm -hmm. I have to do is get in there. And that pattern for me is just a little more predictable where it's like, okay, he's bedded here, you know, bedding area or a specific bed. He's only got two different Oak trees that are dropping that he can hit before he goes out to an ag field. Like there's, if he is in that bed, I'm probably going to have a pretty good chance of killing him. You know, it's, it's a totally different setup. Like I said, I know guys that are, are killers early season in the morning. I'm just, I'm the afternoon guy. Yeah. I'm the same way. Mornings scare the crap out of me. I, I, I've been tried thing where you go back into bedding like real, real early and you can hear deer moving around in there like two hours before it's even light. You're like, you can't beat these things back. There's like always some random doe that's just chilling in the bedding area at 3 a.m. It's about to blow, blow back in there. And, uh, there's, there's a time of year for blowing like this time of year blowing disaster. I feel like yeah, yeah. in the rut blowing, I think it's sometimes it's beneficial. Like I, I've had it where deer's just blowing, blowing, blowing. And then a giant starts chasing the deer. That's like blowing at me, a doe's blowing at me or something. And then here comes a buck bumping her. I'm like, fuck, wasn't he heard her blowing and cut right over here, you know? So this time of year blowing tragic. I hate that's the worst sound you could ever hear out there. So, all right. So some would you rathers um, opening day success on a buck, but it's not your target buck. What are you doing? Are you going to, are you going to take that shot on a, a solid buck on opening day? Or are you going to hold out for your target? If you think he's coming behind this buck out of the same bedding area. Oh, I'm holding you, out. I'm, you're holding I'm, out. In, yeah. In, in the home state. Yeah. I'm holding out, man. I'm oh. I got after that 2020 season where I, I didn't chase that big one as much as I should have. Yeah. yeah I gotta, I gotta stay true to my. Yeah. It's like, he's Cisco, man. He's like, you just gotta hold out, hunt that buck all year, dude. I'm like, it's so hard, man. Like deer oh, gets man. killed tomorrow. Then all the effort they just put in is just wasted, you know? So, all right. So you got a cold front in a really high hunting pressure area or you got hot temps in a low pressure area where are you going oh hot temps all day long i think you know in the last 10 years i want to say probably seven or eight of those bucks are like 75 80 plus degrees a lot yeah. of these you know some are pushing 100 um yeah i think the deer know that uh, well maybe they don't know but I, I i personally feel like the deer probably know that a cold front is going to be an increase in pressure a little bit. And I understand mm -hmm. that, yes, they're going to move more in the right areas, especially low pressured situations, even in high pressured situations, you can get more movement, but I'm finding just fine movement in those really hot days when nobody else wants to be in the woods. And I just love the fact that I know, like, I'm the only one crazy enough to be out here right now. Like I'm tore up. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a wet Q-tip at this point. I'm disgusting. You know what I mean? Uh, like I'm just soggy. I'm it's, and I stink like crazy, but he gets up and he walks 
80 yards out of his bed and get shot. And he's like, what is going on right now? Like, of that. Yeah. All right. Last one. 10 yard shot on an alert quartering two buck or a 45 yard shot on a calm buck feeding. Ooh, that's. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm the ten yard shot on the alert buck guy because it's just ten yards is I mean it's yeah. safe, right like it's yeah the it's minute it releases, yeah yeah and the forty fives I mean if it's a big deer I start I get fired up man I start shaking yeah. real bad my heart's pounding out of control I'm no. like doing breathing exercises in the tree stand and it gets crazy yeah, so yeah I like the I like the sub fifteen shots all day long. The guy was asking, what's your furthest shot on a deer? And I was like, I killed a doe at 50 one time my whole entire life. And I was like, I was like, she was out feeding in a clover field. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just take that. But that was a long ways. Like, I'm like, God, man, that's it. the arrow. Just when you're in that moment, your adrenaline's going. So the shit slowed down. And I, I'm watching. I'm like, is that arrow ever going to hit the deer? It's like, oh, you know, yeah, it's like a 150 yard shot out there. So I'm, I'm 10 yards too. Like I, even if it's alert, he, that's, that's why I made it 10, like 20 and alert. That's real tough. Oh yeah. You know, it's yeah, got a little bit of time to duck, but 10 and alert. Um, he's it's in there. So, all right. So if we, you know, I'm trying to go off of questions that are in this area. So there's a lot of, a lot of temperature questions, but, I wanted to make a point that for you, it doesn't matter on the temperature. So number five here, um, it's hotter than normal, but you believe you have a buck located in this area. So it's a hundred, but you're like, man, the stuff's looking good for this buck to be bedded. What are you doing? Are you going in there after him or you're, you playing it safe? Oh, I'm going in after him. I, like I said, I've had so many yeah. occurrences where, and it almost feels like I can predict the bedding better on those real hot especially if it's like a South wind and I know he's bedded on that North slope. Like I can on a hundred degree sunny day, I can pretty much eliminate any South or West facing slope at all and say, okay, it's, it's the sun is beating over there, right? Like it's 20 degrees hotter. So I just eliminated even more bedding, even if he wasn't a wind for some reason, like he's probably going to be on the shaded North facing slope and I'll play water into that too. Like, you know, when I killed my big one, there was a creek there. And that was one of the reasons I was targeting that deer. I was like, the creek is right there. Like if he wants a drink, he's got to move 70 yards in daylight to make that happen. Um, but yeah, all day long, like I said, I, I own point where I killed more deer in heat than cold fronts. There's no doubt about it. So I 100%, I guess I prefer those hot yeah. days. The only issue I have at all is like, okay, killed this buck. I got to get ice, right? Like I got to yeah. get this thing on ice mm -hmm. instantly as possible to try to. Yeah, that's the, that's the first thing going through my head. Yeah, you got to get a good shot, get this deer down quick, get him on ice. So this was going to be a tough one for you here. You got a hot acorn flat that you found, but you can't find the bedding, or you got a hot bedding area that you found, but you can't find the food. Where, what are you going with this time of year? Ooh, that's, I gotta yeah, go. That's with, tough. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go with the beds though, man. Tried and true. I gotta, if I'm doing my due diligence and I'm on the beds and that bedding area is hot, my thought process is, well, it's hot because there's bedding in close proximity or there's food in close proximity. Yeah. 
it can't be overly far where the other side it's like, okay, I could be on a white Oak flat. Theoretically that buck could be bedded all the way up in a clear cut a mile and a half away. And this is the first Oak flat. So I could be, I could be hours out of the game. You know what I mean? Where at least in the bedding area, it's like, okay, there's, there's going to be probably yeah, something. Coming out of it. Yeah. That's a good point. That was a tough one for me. I'm like, man, you know, if you're in a new area and you find some hot, really hot acorn flat and you set up, but you have no clue where the bedding's at. Um, the bedding would be the, the for sure deal. At least, you know, if he's in there, you're going to be close enough to get him in daylight, you know? So that hot acorn flat, you might see a lot of deer, but it might be, you know, no shooter bucks. So that's one thing I think a lot of people miss out, especially this time of year, they're hunting a lot of field edges and they're just wanting to see deer and not see the deer. And I know that's something that you do. You hunt specifically in a certain location where you might not see does or a lot of other bucks. You might, you're just seeing one deer, you know, just seeing the deer. Um, and I feel like that's a, a big mistake that people are hunting like this year. They're hunting the clover fields. They're hunting, you know, the alfalfa fields. They're hunting the, you know, the bean fields. Uh, they're seeing a lot of deer and yeah, they might see the deer they want, but one thing about a deer on a field anywhere is you can guarantee it. If that deer is out there in daylight, someone else knows he's alive 110%. There's nothing like a shining beak, you know, a giant rack and a bean field that everybody and their brother that knows that deer's there, whether it's even, even if it's tucked in, like, oh, this is a nice tucked in field. Someone knows that deer's alive. It's just, I was, I was setting in a, Parked my truck one day, got busted. Guy drove by that I knew, asked me what I was doing, glassing this giant out there in this bean field. And then I was tucked in into some shit, you know, parked my truck way away when I was watching this deer. And I glassed people coming in to do the exact same thing I was doing. And I was like, God, like you think you can do everything, but if they're in a field, someone knows they're alive. But if they're in like you, if they're on some secluded acorns going to food, you know, at night, better chance of that deer being hidden at least that early in the year. Um, that's another thing that I think is incredible about this time of year that I wish uh, we could utilize. The deer kind of have a pretty small core area this time of year, especially. So if you can get on it, it's good. But also 15 days from now, there's a shitload of guys that are going to know that deer is in there. Like 25 days from now, there's going to be everybody that has a cam out there is going to know because he's going to be going around hitting scrapes all over the place. And uh, he may be a guy who lives far away. He's like, I'm not going to waste my time, nothing there. And then boom. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm interested now. It's October 15th and he's showing up. And there's something about that first week of season that people are excited to go hunting, but they're just not, they're like, Oh, it's not time yet. We'll just keep shooting our bows in the backyard. And uh, if there's a day that you can kill, you got to be thinking how you kill. And that's why, wanted to have you on this time of year because you're the you're the best in the craft i think during this time of the year right now um and you're just you know just coming up i can't wait to see 10 years dude it's gonna be you're gonna be ridiculous bro i can already see it it's gonna be epic um if you could tell someone one thing to get it done this time of the year what do you think it is i gotta say that believe in the process that you've set forth throughout the year and make sure that you're the first person taking a chance of that deer, especially if you're on public, you know, and in private situations too, you know, you might have multiple, multiple people hunting it, but if, if it's pressured in general, be the first person taking that chance, trust your game and, and go for it and take that chance. 
and see where you end up. It's worth taking the risk, in my opinion. 100%. Take, Got to take risks this time of year. And like you said, you know, that 2020 year, if something does happen, you got the whole year to hunt that deer, you know, so you might as well be the one to burger them up instead of someone else. So, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Well, that wraps up the first episode of the, the next seven day series. Um, I hope you there, I hope there was a tidbit of information in there that makes one guy successful this year during this time frame. Um, like you said, if you can hunt during this time frame, just be the first, get in there, uh, bang some heads, make some moves and, and hopefully uh, get it done on your biggest buck to date. That's what this whole series is about is getting people information short, um, and easy to consume during the hunting season to help your season be a little bit more successful. That's, that's my only goal of this series. Appreciate you guys tuning in all the way to the end here. Um, this is the first episode. So, we're going to do another t-shirt giveaway, and this is going to be the third person to message me. That's going to be a little bit more challenging now. The third person that listens to this episode sends me a personal message uh, on the Instagram or Facebook page um, is going to get a free Whitetail Legacy podcast t-shirt. Um, thank you. Love you guys. Appreciate you tuning in all the way to the end. If you want to leave a review, that would also be great. Let me know what you think about the series, who you're excited to see come up. I just record another episode this right tonight, November 9th through the 16th, and I got an absolute slayer of a killer um, on that episode. He has killed so many bucks during this time frame and actually killed two giants last year in this time frame. Um, a, a pretty well-known name, and I cannot wait to release these episodes to you guys. Much love. Appreciate you guys. Whitetail Legacy is out.